Cusick. Not just a word, a movement, a mindset, and a podcast. Welcome to Fusick. Welcome, everybody, to the Fusick podcast. Um, we are excited about the episode that we have today. As always, we have a guest speaker from Colonial Life, but from our home office today. So we're very, very pumped for that. I am your co-host, Mr. Craig Miller, and I'm always accompanied by the one and only Mr. TJ McInnes. How you doing, TJ? I'm doing great, Craig. How you doing? Happy football Saturday, buddy. Man, I am fired up. It is college football season. Yes. It is upon us. And uh, even though growing up in the wonderful town of Auburn, Alabama, and being the biggest Auburn fan you'll ever meet, um, obviously my, my amazing and wonderful girlfriend, Katie, is chosen and, and, and grown up the wrong way as an Alabama fan. But, um, you know, being the amazing boyfriend that I am, I'm going to take her and, and we're going to go to the um, Alabama-Florida State game in Atlanta actually today so i'm not gonna lie i'm excited to get to take her she she does a lot of stuff for me that is completely selfless and um she she treats me way better than i could ever want to be treated anyway so she uh we're gonna go over there and do that so i'm excited for her to get the experience i'm excited to get to see some family um i'm gonna get to see some friends that i might as well consider family over today with will and christy and some other friends get to see my cousin maddie and mccall and some of our friends as well so it's gonna be a great day all around excited to just get college football kicked off man it is well i'm excited too with the guests that we have today that's right though i i I am very excited about our guest speaker today this is somebody that has a big influence on what we do every day at colonial life and uh i'll tell you what um mr david murphy how you doing buddy I am doing excellent, guys. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the podcast, David. Uh, We're very excited to have you. It's my pleasure. Uh, Very honored to be here. I I tell you, I've I've listened to a number of your of your podcast and and you guys have got got a calling you're 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 really doing a great job with this i was kind of impressed one of the first ones that i listened <laughs> to i thought man this is like the kind of a the new mike and mike if you will but uh it's great to are, be here. are you uh david are you sure that you're not in sales and you're in underwriting because you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> you, you know it's it's interesting early on i i actually had a couple of years in sales and and i learned i learned a lot about myself and it's one of the reasons i i love working with you guys i i know the heavy lifting that you do and it's uh it's amazing the stuff that you that you deliver for us so well that's uh but same, same to you. Well, David, the amazing stuff that y'all do for us is way beyond what TJ and I could ever really comprehend anyway. So we appreciate you guys having our backs for sure. <laughs> hey, again, I, 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 I'm kind of impressed at, uh, at, at you guys figuring this stuff out because uh, there's more to it than I know I, I thought there was. So, well, cool stuff. I mean, most of the time, David, we can't even figure out how to turn on the mics the right way. So you, you'd be very, very surprised. <laughs> Definitely. That's why it's a Fusick podcast, making mistakes every day. Uh, well, well, let's let's jump right into it, David. And uh, why don't you tell us, tell the listeners about about David Murphy and where he comes from? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I am I, I work with you guys from an underwriting perspective, just for the folks who are listening. And I have actually been with Colonial Life for a couple of years, although I have been in the industry for going on 27 years, started with uh, 
former Provident uh, back in the early, early 90s and, and have had a wonderful career, um, blessed beyond belief, and live in Columbia, South Carolina, got uh, three kids, a beautiful wife, and, and have been living the dream for many, many years. That's great, David. That's awesome. Well, well, David, you know, um, I, again, I can't, I can't thank you enough for being on this podcast. The reason why, you know, obviously we're having you on is, one, you do so many things for us. I know you have a storied career of kind of building your way through a company. But, two, when we were flying back, uh, completely feeling amazing after a night of just going to sleep early in Austin, Texas, um, that, by the way, listeners, that is not true. Um, we, we had a good time out there in Austin one night. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we like to do at Colonial is making sure that the, the family is reunited after the meeting <laughs> happens. And, and David and I were flying back on a plane, and um, he said to me, he said, you know, do you know my Fusick story? And I said, I don't. He goes, well, I'd love to share that with you guys on a podcast one day. And I knew for a fact, David, that if you said that, <laughs> that it had to be legit and it had to be something that was going to impact a lot of lives and was going to change a lot of people's lives. And, and that's why we're doing this podcast. So again, TJ and I have no idea what David's story story is, uh, <coughs> excuse me, but you know, we are very, very excited to be able to hear the story yeah, today. No. And, and David, thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. All right, man. Well, thank you for that. And, and again, I, I think I mentioned earlier to you guys, I don't know what possessed me necessarily to tell you that I have Fusick stories. I, I suspect everybody that we work with have, has, um, has a number of stories. And, and, you know, as I was thinking about this over the last couple of days, I, I, I would dare say that uh, throughout all of our lives, we, we've got people who support us and people who... Um, quite frankly, aren't as supportive for a variety of different reasons. Um, I'm going to say straight up that my path is is different and unique. And, you know, I've listened to a number of the other podcasts. And, and frankly, you know, I'm, I'm probably motivated and driven by things that are uh, a bit different than others. But um, candidly, the the point in all of it is is there is a there is a vision and there is a path for all of us and um, you know it, it, just to ground folks and by the way I've I've shared this story with some folks I, I haven't shared it with a lot I'm, I'm I know some folks that um, that we all work with know about it and um, I don't share it for a number of reasons and and. Uh, one of the reasons I, I probably keep it a little bit closer to the vest is is in the end it, it explains things but it doesn't really excuse things. I don't I'm not seeking sympathy or you know any sort of special consideration. Um, but I think it is in in many respects it's powerful and, and, and candidly I think it's more God's story than it, it than it's even mine at this point. So with that. I grew up in, in Nashville, Tennessee. I um, had three siblings, an older sister, uh, a younger brother, a two-year-old brother um, at, the, at the time of this uh, particular sort of pivotal moment, um, and a younger sister. Um, it, it's hard to talk about where I've gone or the things that I've accomplished in my life without kind of going back to sort of my childhood. Um, I had an incredibly sheltered life, a beautiful, beautiful family. You know, we, we had 
we were a modest means, so we certainly, you know, didn't we didn't have the silver spoons in our mouths. We, um, but we were happy. We we frankly didn't realize even at the time that we didn't have much. Uh, nine years old, my family scheduled a trip down to visit friends in Miami, Florida. We were driving, uh, planning on driving all night, and. Um, I'd never seen the ocean, and that was that was kind of the highlight of the trip. And uh, the plan was to leave on a Friday evening, drive through the evening, and then get to Miami sometime early afternoon on Saturday. Um, I was an obnoxious kid, man. I was I was talking about you know the beach. I would, I would go up to people and say, "What are you doing on spring break?" And I'd work in, "I'm going to Miami. I'm going to go see the beach." and you know, was was as hyped up about that trip as anything. So, anyhow, we launched. Uh, we embarked on the trip and and um, drove into the night. I, I eventually fell asleep in the in the back of the car. I thought I was having a dream. Woke up, woke up rather, and um, was in the hospital. Uh, woke up in intensive care. Um, my body was completely shredded, Jeez. broken bones, um, you know, lacerations all over my face. I, I could barely move. I felt like I felt like somebody had just beaten the devil out of me. And uh, two days later, um, the friends from Miami came to visit and shared with us that uh, my mother, my father, my two-year-old brother, my 11-year-old sister, had been killed in the in the wreck. Oh my! And that's gosh. tragic. That's tragic. Yeah, that's tragic enough. Um, obviously, you know the world, the cocoon, if you will, that I had lived in was was completely shattered. And you know things like where am I going? Where am I going to school? What do I do? Um, pretty much the the foundation that I took for granted was was completely gone. Um, me and a younger sister moved in with my grandparents. And I think that really the, the, the point in the whole story was, is rather that it's the next eight years that, um, that really fit with, with sort of the theme of the, of the story. Now, my grandparents were great people. They, they were dealing with their own grief. And, you know, as a kid, I probably couldn't appreciate the fact that, you know, they had just lost grandkids and, and a daughter and, and a son-in-law. And, you know, frankly, even even just the reality of that just shook everybody's world. Now, you know, the, the, the safe world that we had all kind of, kind of again, sort of t- had taken for granted. Now, all of a sudden, you realize that, frankly, you're not insulated from things. You're, the bad things that happen to everybody mm-hmm. else could absolutely happen to you. And um, unfortunately, we we went from a sheltered environment in, in you know, a, a, a broken bones and, and a broke, broken hearts to really an environment that was just as demotivating and as um, as sad as probably could be living with people who, you know, didn't really believe that things could work out, didn't really believe that the, you know, that there was any point to dreaming and, and any, any point to, in, in some respects, even, even trying. 
Um, my grandparents had kids who would move back into their house, and, and uh, I had a couple of aunts and uncles who were perpetually on part times, and they their behavior created a lot of that. And, and you know that was the environment that both my sister and I were living in. And um, I didn't buy it. I think that that is the key to it. And maybe it was the influence of living with parents who had instilled some different values in me, but. I didn't buy it. I, I, I can remember a grand, my grandmother, which, which is the interesting thing about Fusick, if you think about it. Most of the people who are telling you you can't do it, they're the centers of influence in your life. Correct. They're the people who are saying that they love you. Mm-hmm. They're the people who you're listening to. They're the people who allegedly have your best interests at heart. But my grandmother was, um, I, I can remember telling her that, you know, I was sort of disgusted with what one of my aunts were was doing and I can remember telling her it's like yeah you know I don't buy that it's like it's like she's given up she's not fighting she's not even trying I I think if you want something bad enough you'll figure out a way to do it you'll figure out a way to get it and um and she told me and I, I remember this it's probably you know pushing 35 40 years ago she's like she's like you'll see She's like, it's not as easy as you as you think. You know, it, the world isn't isn't what you think it is, and and what you're talking about, you're not gonna you're not gonna realize. Um, Fusick again, the the voice that I think everybody has to guard against is the voice in your head. Mm-hmm. When you start buying it, when you start listening to it, and candidly, I mean, I I probably you know, was, was influenced by a lot of that. But here's, here's the miracle in the story. In spite of all of that, God started putting people in my life that weren't doing that. Uh, so, so for every person who said I couldn't, yeah. I started getting for every person who said I could. And I started, I started finding people instinctively or, or by happenstance, people who, who frankly were feeding uh, a different sort of belief system, telling me, you know what, you can do that. You can go to college. Uh, you can sort of live, live that dream. And, you know, and I started finding people who would take chances on me, you know, and, and, I, I would I would argue Bill Dean sort of gives some grief about you know it takes a village but it literally does take take a supporting cast for any of us to kind of kind of sort of dig ourselves out of certain holes my 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 world you know was kind of defined for me in some respects and and you know I was fortunate enough you know kind of in my later teens early twenties to you know find people like Nancy Maples or, or Peggy Swenson who just, you know, was buying the, buying the beliefs that I was clinging to. And, and candidly, I'm, I'm, I'm not all that special. I, I would say my hopes, uh, my dreams, I, I clung to them because I had to. Not because, you know, I, I wanted, I, I love Heath Oaks, but it wasn't because I wanted to buy a $20 million jet. It was more because I could, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't live if, if in fact, um, you know, I sort of subscribed to the way those guys were thinking. Yeah. And, and I, I, I've often thought about writing a book, and if I wrote a book, it would be, uh, it would be hope's victory over experience because my experience sucked. Um, but the hope and 
candidly, my spirit was never was never severed, despite many, many reasons to probably fall short. How did you keep that spirit and hope alive? Uh, that, that's, an, it, that's I mean, I'm shooken up by this this story, David, and I don't have a lot of things to say right now, except you know, and I know the listeners are probably how do you, how do how do you keep that going? How do you how do you with well again? Yeah, again, I I I I believe I I believe I clung to it. You know, I, I, I believe, I believe the, the alternative was just so devastating yeah. that um, I, I, I couldn't live a life of, of, you know, just, you know, just sort of existing and, 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 and taking the blows that, that life is going to, is going to, at least at the time was, was, was said to, to, to hand out to people. I, 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 I had had enough, you know, I had had nine years of just, beautiful living and I had sort of a um again sort of a centers of influence that just just um I had remembered and and I I I just you know candidly I just didn't buy it um and and you know when I turned 18 19 years old I did learn that the world is is can be harsh and I did learn that you know the the dreams that I believed in were were you know, kind of easier to sort of fantasize about than to make happen. Um, but I talked, I, I had actually, somebody somebody asked me to uh, introduce myself and talk about myself. And I thought they knew this story, so I kind of went into some of this stuff. And I I talked about the four Ps in my life, and, and I'll share these things with you guys because I think they're, I think they're, they're very germane to the, to the discussion. But fundamentally, I think you have to find your purpose. Um, and purpose ties to vision. You know, I, the Bible says without a vision, you perish. And I fundamentally believe that you've got to find your direction. Um, I believe fundamentally you got to have a plan. You got to have a plan of action. When I was, when I was at Tennessee, go balls, by the way, uh, <laughs> when I was at Tennessee, the, uh, I, one of my first uh, upper division classes, the professor puts puts on the board, uh, plan. Those of you who do not plan for the future are likely not to have a future. And man, that that has stuck with me forever. And everything that I've done, every job that I've had, um, dudes, I've, I've I've had a vision for it. I, my organizations are moving; they're going in a direction, and. Um, I will not get lapped by competition. I will not get lapped by, you know, frankly, you know, outdated or antiquated processes. I'm constantly focused on trying to move forward. And, and, and in my personal life, I feel like I've done that as well. I think you have to have patience and, and persistence, but patience to let the plan unfold because God works on his own time frame oftentimes and persistence to just stick with it. People quit. People quit right before great things happen way too often. And then yes. I think you have to persevere because everybody, everybody's got the storm. No, no, David, I think you're, I think you're exactly right, man. And, and, you know, we talk about the for everyone who said I couldn't podcast. And um, I've never, I know personally, and I don't know many people at all, if anyone has ever experienced anything as tragic as you experienced. Um, and David, the, the, just the, it's hard to even put in words, buddy, because the way that you were able to stay positive 
the way that you're able to see beyond the current moment and realize that you have a choice. And many of us are faced every day with a choice around, okay, I can react this way to this situation or I can react that way to this situation. And you've always got a choice of which way you're going to react to a situation. And sometimes you don't make the wrong decision, but that's okay. But the more consistently that you can make the right decision and how you react to conflict, how you react to tragedy, how you react to something that maybe wasn't a part of your plan for whatever you're doing, how you react to situations is what shows true character. It's what makes the difference between the minor league baseball players and the major league baseball players. It's what makes the difference between the 6K income and the 7K income. It's what makes the difference between the winners and the losers, just to be completely honest. And, David, what you did in your life by taking the positive route and realizing that you're almost there and that you can do it, man, that's so inspiring. And I can't thank you enough for sharing that story because it took a lot of guts, David, to tell that story on the podcast. But just so you know, there's probably a lot of people out there that can relate to your story and somehow, but maybe there's one person out there that can relate to that story somehow. Yes. And if you just change their life for the better and they decide today because they heard that podcast that you're going to, they're going to pursue something that maybe they wouldn't pursued before, it was worth telling. So I can't thank you enough. Um, utmost respect for the man that you are utmost respect for the the way that you lead the positivity that you show every day the way mm-hmm. you treat your wife the way you talk about your wife the way you talk about your family it's just it's unbelievable man you you have it all going on and you had every reason to give everything up and you chose to take the positive route and so many people you're right quit before they're before they're successful and they won't just push through that grind and that's what makes the difference between winning and that's what makes the difference between losing so thank you so much for that. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. I I think that um, the miracle in all of this is I I've had a wonderful life, dude. I mean I've 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 been blessed beyond belief, and and um, you know I, I I think about I think about mentors throughout my life, and and you know the 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 struggles that we deal with. I mean I I, I fundamentally think that there are millions of people who have harder times than I've had. You know, I, 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 I work with a children's home, an orphanage in, in town here and, and sit on the board with these guys. And I hear these stories of, you know, kids whose parents are in prison and, and you know, kids who never experienced what I had for nine years in my life. And, I, and I'm humbled by that. And, you know, I I fundamentally believe that a lot of your attitude is going to come from how grateful and how how much gratitude you've got for what you have. And and um, I had a former manager tell me who, you know, that frankly, um, it really starts with gratitude. And and when you're when you get to, I love this saying, when your get to turns into your got to, you've lost your got gratitude. When you when you we. You know, I look at it as I get to go to work every day. I don't got to go to work every day. I get to go to work every day. And um, I've just had a lot of blessings in my life. And eventually, eventually, you, you also throughout your career, and I'm a little bit older than you guys, but you start getting people who will take some chances on you. And, you know, I've been blessed with, you know, Philip Smith, a, a, a guy, you know, no one's going to know, but he, uh, 
he gave me my first management job in my 20s and and Peter McCann and and Tim Arnold and and even folks like Bill Dean who have supported me and 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 breathed wind into my cells. I I think that that is the key to it. Eventually, you know, you're going to find the people who believe in you and um I I'd love my family, but I I also kind of wall them off, and I don't give them a chance to sort of contaminate the way I look at life and the way ultimately I need to look at life. So, David, if you could look back and you could give a a twenty year old Mr. Murphy uh, advice, or any twenty year old, twenty two year old, whoever it is, coming out of college, getting into their career, what would be the biggest advice that you could give a young person? that's looking to start their career or anybody that's looking to start a different career, what's the biggest advice you could give them? I, um, my, probably the, the best advice I would give people is to stick to your plan. Um, you know, as I said before, um, every plan is tested. If you believe in it, if you, if you, if your heart is in it, if your passion's behind it, um, don't quit. Don't quit. Stick to it. I've, I've seen more people quit, as I said before, right as I think magical things are going to happen for them. And, um, you know, I, when, it, when I look at my life, I, I, maybe, maybe the other piece of advice I would give them is, is just birds of a feather. I mean, surround yourself with people who, you know, have a similar outlook on life and, and, and let that be what your life is about and, and, you know, be very, very sensitive to people who are not supporting you or people who don't believe in you or people who will kind of take away from your, from your life. But I fundamentally, and, and I believe this a lot, I mean, I love the movement that you guys have got, but I'm, I focus more on the, on, the, uh, on the few who say I can do it and not the ones who, I can, who say I can't. I, I, and there's a I, lot of truth I, to that. There's a lot of yeah, truth to I, that. I just think, I just think ultimately, you're, you're, you know, there's a good group of people who you stop listening to because mm-hmm. they lose credibility. There's, there's a group, you know, if they love you and care for you, they want, you, they want the best for you and they're going to get behind you and they're going to push you. But um, you know, but that's probably. it's so funny that you say that because when we were in Stowe, Vermont a little while back, we, uh, I was sitting with Tim Arnold, who's our CEO and, and president of Colonial Life, and he brought up the Fusic podcast. And he talked about, you know, how much he loved listening to it and different things. But, you know, one thing that he said was, there's not many people in my life that told me I couldn't do stuff. But what motivated me was to fulfill the people's belief that I could do stuff and for everyone that said I could. Correct. And I, t- I explained to him yep. that, you know, we have a goal of making this music podcast for at least a year. And then at episode 52, right. we wanted to have a, for everyone who mm-hmm. said I could podcast and without missing a beat, Tim said, I want to be on that podcast. I want to be the guy on the 52nd podcast. And so, you know, we have a goal now to, to reach that is, on the 52nd podcast, we're going to talk, it's going to be a long one. We're going to talk about for everyone who said I could. And, you know, and that's obviously a motivating factor for us as well, too. So I completely understand that. That's that's great that you brought that up. 
Right. It's one of those things, Craig, where they talk about uh, don't wish for autonomy all the time because it can be a bad thing. So if, when you're when everybody around you is saying you can you can do something, uh, when something doesn't go your way, and you're you're at a crossroad and you failed at something, it's hard to understand how to deal with it. So uh, having s s different things that have happened in your life, uh, different crossroads, and you overcome uh, those obstacles. Now, what, uh, David, what you went through is just, uh, that's not even an obstacle. That's a whole, whole nother ball game. Um, whole nother universe. And, and I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm lost in with my words, even to what to say to, to this. Uh, and this is the last, uh, the part of the planning, Craig, we, we didn't plan for this. So if we would have known this story, it wouldn't have affected us uh, as much, or most likely it probably still would have, just hearing you talk about it, David. Uh, but uh, it's the... I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm, I'm emotional here, Dave, uh, over this. I really am. Uh, I, I, think, I think the message, though, if, 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 if I've done this even close to right, the message is I'm not really all that special, I have benefited from a lot of positive people in my life. And, and, and frankly, they, they came in my life at pivotal times. Uh, faith has, has been an important part of my life. Um, and if I can do it candidly, everybody can do it. I, I, for me, for mm -hmm. me to say that I have been blessed, that I have had a wonderful life, I think is is powerful, and and I'm not just saying it. I I believe it. It it, it didn't, you know. I, I wish I could take full credit for it, and that goes back to what I said earlier. It's kind of God's story, not mine. It's it's like I've I've, I've accepted. A you know, I'm so glad that you said that because myself, I have daily reminders in my phone that that I struggle with. Right, so. There's things that I struggle with being consistent about sometimes, but I know are so important. And for you to go through what you went through, which was so much more than what I've been through or what most people have been through, that and still not complain, but still have your faith and still go after what you want to do and still believe positivity is going to happen in your life and still believe there's things out there that are better for you. David, I have so much respect for you for doing that because I, I myself you know, have to have reminders in my phone daily throughout the day, multiple times a day about positive quotes, Bible verses that, that mean a lot to me, you know, whether it's give all your, you know, give all your trust and your faith up to God, you know, and, and let him take your worries or, or, you know, belief starts and ends with you, or, or, or maybe it's pride comes before disaster, but humility comes before respect. Anything that I struggle with I, and I try to get consistent with, you know, I try to put it in my phone as a reminder. I remember one time when I was trying to eliminate the word, um, or, or like out of my mm -hmm. out of my vocabulary when I was giving a speech, I would I put a rubber band and I've actually done this with a lot of agents now and a lot of managers, a lot of leaders is we put a rubber band on our wrist, and every time I say the word um I would pop myself, and it got to a point to where I could give a speech now or give yep. a talk or talk on a podcast hardly without ever saying the word um, and it's because every single time I did it. I stayed consistent with it, and every single time I did it, I would pop myself on the wrist. And with you, you were able to always stay consistent with looking to something that you truly believed in that was positive for you to help you out with getting through that hard time. So I would challenge anybody that's listening on this podcast right now to, 
if they're going through something that's struggling, if you want to go through something that's 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 hurting or, or a bad time or maybe something that wasn't part of your plan, right? You've got to choose to be positive. You've got to say, hey, in a situation, I am going to choose to be positive. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what the situation throws at you. You have a choice during that situation to go back to this again around. What you choose to do in in reaction to that state, to that, to that, to that, um, to that situation. And I would completely challenge everybody that's listening to go, hey, I'm going to be positive in this situation. I'm going to look for the underlying, the silver lining in this and go, okay, here's what I can make out of it. Obviously, God wants this to happen to me. Obviously, there's something that's happening to me that I need to choose to make a reaction to. And every single one of us has a story. And again, I've said this before, but every single one of us has a story. The challenge is to be able to be the guy or girl who gets to tell the story of why they overcame the challenge instead of telling the story of why they didn't overcome the challenge, right? So, David, I think that's so important, and I think that's so great that you brought that up because, guys, if you're struggling with being consistently positive, put reminders in your phone. Put a rubber band on your wrist. Find an accountability partner that you can call on a daily basis and talk about the situations that you had during that day and how you reacted to them because you need to find somebody that's more positive to you that will hold you accountable and be honest with you, or you need to put stuff in your phone, or you need to put a rubber band on your wrist and challenge yourself to be positive in every situation or find the positive in every situation and choose to focus on that. David, you're the man. So, so glad you got on and shared the story today. Thank you so much, buddy. David, would you like to share any final thoughts? Um, You know, the only thing I'll say is thanks for letting me participate on this. And I I mentioned it earlier. It's, it's an honor to be able to do it. I, I, again, I don't, I don't, tell the story very often and and for whatever reason but um um if it if it if it inspires or if it helps then then awesome um if um if not sorry but um i i do uh i do i am very honored and uh, to even be able to to talk to you guys about it and and again i hope it fits with your theme and it, I hope it does it, i hope it motivates some folks so there you go. Well, once again, David, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Um, that will conclude our Fusic podcast for this episode. My name is Craig Miller. Um, David, you know, obviously, um, it just cannot thank you enough again, man. Guys, if anybody wants to find some Fusic gear for, for everyone who said I couldn't, go to Fusic.us. Um, you can order hats. You can order T-shirts there. Uh, we're going to have koozies on there soon. So, um, guys, if you if you want to look me up, I'm on LinkedIn, Craig Miller, Facebook, Craig Miller. Uh, please message us at Fusic.us at gmail.com. If you have any questions, if you have your Fusic story, Andre, thank you so much for sending your story in, man. Can't wait to share it on the Fusic podcast. Great job, buddy. Um, any Anything else we have, if you have a Fusic story, please send it in. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys yes. soon. Talk to you soon. Yep. Instagram, McGinnis516, Facebook, uh, and David Murphy, thank you so much. And I highly encourage you to write that book you're talking about. That's It's a big impact. Thank you all. Have a good day, guys. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Fusic, a podcast for everyone who said I couldn't.